Welcome to the Amore Magazine podcast here on AmoreMagazine.com. On this episode, I talk to Jack Barakat, guitarist for the band All Time Low. Their first album on Interscope Records, titled Dirty Work, is now available on iTunes. They are currently headlining the Dirty Work tour across the U.S. with bands Yellow Card, Hey Monday, and The Somerset. Here's my interview with Jack Barakat of the band All Time Low. So, uh, first of all, talk about the new album, Dirty Work, and how far different is it from your first three albums? And, of course, this being your first on Interscope, so was there much change in the creative process, you know, coming into this album? Um, from a musical standpoint, I'd say our album is is definitely different than, than Nothing Personal and way different than So Wrong It's Right, but, you know, it's not too far of a, of a leap from Nothing Personal, you know? I think it's just a little bit of a slight, I think I'd say a slight improvement up, you know? It's a big improvement up, but, like, a slight different musical kind of direction, I'd say. Right, and I, I think, obviously, you always grow, you know, with every album. But, you know, being on a major label, did this feel like a debut album for you, or or was just this just, you know, an actual fourth album for you guys? Uh, you know, nothing really felt too different about the actual release of the album. I mean, this, this time around, I'd say we have, we've we had a lot more press and publicity than we've ever had before. I think Interscope gave us a lot of new opportunities, a lot of new... Um, I guess just they open they open the doors for us in a lot of places where kind of we were unknown to before and I, I mean it's it really just felt like releasing another record but there was definitely a lot of hype around it and we were happy about that. Yeah, uh, where did the title of the album come from? Um, you know, it's kind of like a, a culmination of, of our, our lives the past couple of years and and how we've been touring over 300 days a year and it's been difficult to kind of maintain our relationship with our friends, family, and, I guess, loved ones back home. So, I mean, they kind of felt like what we are doing was, was dirty work. Yeah. Um, at what point did you guys really uh, come together and be like, wow, you know, we've really got something here, or, you know, we've kind of, we've made it, you know? Was it was that when you actually signed with the major label, or was it before that, you know, when you were starting to get a huge, fa huger fan base? You know, I think, I mean, it started to happen, I think, pretty early in our career because we, we started really early. I mean, we started when we were about 16, so I, I think like there's never been a we made it moment, but there's every couple months there's like wow like this is still going really well type of thing. I remember the first time Fall Out Boy took us on tour. That was like a really big a big deal for us. That was a band that we always looked up to, and we used to go to their shows. And being asked to be on the road with them was was a, a great honor. And then uh, a year after that, we were asked to to, to tour with Blink One Eight Two in Europe and the festival run. So that was obviously a dream come true. So, I mean, there's been a couple moments where it's been a little surreal. Yeah, um, and talk about the tour. You guys are currently on. Uh, you guys just got back to the U.S. Um, so any is there any venues or cities you're excited to, to visit or ones that you've been to that you're excited to get back to? Yeah, well, the, the, the first week of this tour is actually really cool because it's our first step into kind of like a mini arenas in the U.S. Yeah. Kind of like, a, I'd say, like bigger rooms than we've usually headlined in the U.S. So it's... It's a really exciting time for the band, and we usually don't get to play rooms like this over here. So it's kind of like almost like a little experiment, and so far it's going really well. Okay, and you guys did just return from Europe, and you've had a lot of success there, um, like a lot of other U.S. bands have, like Kings of Leon and whatnot. So is right. it is it different touring there, and is it different the fan base there um, as compared to your U.S. fans? You know, it's actually really different touring over there, and it's I think the biggest dif uh, difference in touring over there is how fast the fan base grows. Cause, I mean, I remember going over to UK when we were we were about eighteen or nineteen years old, and we were opening up for the Plain White Tees, and and there there might have been already at that, at that point maybe like a couple hundred people know who knew our band already every night. And the next time we went over there, I mean, the, the fans had doubled, and the next time we'd gone over there, the fans had tripled. And it, it's crazy. I think 
rock music is just is really respected over there and not to say it's not respected in the US but it's it's kind of held on a higher level in in Europe. Right, right. With all those music festivals, I see them on Palladium all the time and it's like, man, they just draw a huge fan base no matter what the show is. Yeah, um, I mean, and we just we just actually finished doing a whole run of the festivals in Europe for a month and it's it's like anything it's like nothing I've seen before ever. It's it's, it's unbelievable. It's it's interesting that it doesn't really happen here. I kind of wish it did. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, and uh, talk about the um, video for I Feel Like Dancing. Uh, plays off you guys signing with a major label. And uh, how did you guys come up with the concept for the video? Uh, it was it was definitely a, um, the kind of thing where a lot of directors submitted different ideas, and, and we thought that was the funniest. So we kind of took his idea and built and built around it and kind of added our own ideas to it. And um, I, th- I think it just kind of plays into the whole cliche of what what most people think happens when you when you sign to a major label and it actually might happen to some bands but it did happen for us so we decided to kind of make make a example out of it yeah and um how long did it take to shoot and how many extras were used in the video it seemed like there was a lot of uh, people in it especially you know this the um, i think method two sex cells yeah yeah that was, <laughs> that was fun um you know it was, it was a really long shoot it was one day and it started at around 7 a.m. and we didn't actually end till 1 a.m. the next morning, so it was a really, really long day. And um, I remember during the Rockstar shoot scene, we all we all started to have a couple of drinks so we could loosen up, and that was around like 6 p.m. And uh, yeah, I guess we kind of anticipated shooting to be done around like 10 or 11, so we started drinking around the six, having a couple of drinks, and shooting didn't end till one. So I think we were like pretty hungover by like the end. Of the day. <laughs> Like the, the end scene, we're all looking like really miserable in the Gaga outfits. Like that's like oh, yeah, yeah. that's just like we were fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Uh, going back to the album, uh, obviously that's the single. I feel like dancing, but uh, you've also mentioned in other interviews that guts was a was a song that you're, is out of your element, but that you were proud of. So how come that wasn't the single? And and I feel like dancing was. You know, guts guts is the kind of song where we're all super proud of it that. It's it's an amazing song, like musically and also lyrically, and it, it, I think it, it strayed a little too far from our older stuff to to come out of the gate with it right away. Uh-huh. I didn't, we didn't want anyone to to be surprised or or just kind of be taken taken back by how kind of like a rock song it was. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, also like we we're 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 striving to to go to pop radio because that's something that that's a place that we've always kind of been unknown to a whole world where we've been unknown to and every band wants to make wants to be the biggest band in the world and being on pop radio i mean is a great way to expand your fan base so it that, that's what we want to go with dancing yeah and i that's think it's the best song for for radio yeah and i think it's a good natural fit for your style going to you know top 40 radio um, yeah i mean it's 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 not exactly what is being played on the radio these days but you know it's it's still all time low and it's it's got a cool pop sense to it kind of reminds me of Maybe like when Blink released um, all the small things, or, or um, what's my age again? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, what's the craziest thing a girl's ever done to get your attention, either on stage or you know after a show or something? Uh, it's actually becoming like quite a common thing to once girls have crowd surfed, they always come up to the barricade in front of the stage and show their boobs. It's <laughs> and what? Yeah, what's the deal with the bras thing? Um, uh, they throw bras on stage consistently. Yeah, it started a really long time ago, which is funny because we were really young, which meant that our fans were super, super young. Um, right, and you were like, "Yeah, uh, I don't know if some of them should be." <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, it started like 
I'd say like three or four years ago, and it's just it's never stopped since then. I have no idea how it started. To be honest, I don't even remember. Okay, uh, here's here's a funny question. What was the largest size bra thrown on stage? Um, that you can remember, remember? Like they make those joke bras from like Spencer's gifts and stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, someone threw an odd one, so it was like something <laughs> ridiculous, like double like H or like double F or like something. Ridiculous. Yeah, stupid big. Like I think my whole head fit in, in one of the cups. <laughs> um, what's your who's your celebrity crush and why? Uh, I always kind of had a little bit of a crush on Emma Stone ever since um, Super Bad. I don't know. I think I think we kind of are the same person. Like we're super goofy and super awkward at times, and I, I think I get along with her really well. Yeah, yeah, she's a great actress, and uh, yeah, a really good actress. Yeah, uh, Easy A was a great movie for her in it, and I thought that fit her role well. Okay, uh, and uh, going back to Baltimore, is that always special to you to go back home to your hometown and play, you know, at any venue there, or, or just to see, your, you know, your family, your friends, and that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, not every band has, has what they would call a hometown show or a hometown audience, and I mean, a lot of bands are from all over the place, but we all we all grew up in the same town, the same neighborhood. We grew up playing the same venues in Baltimore. So I mean, it's every time we go back, it's kind of like a big deal for us. Yeah, yeah. And you guys have played with Good Charlotte, Simple Plan, Blink One Eighty Two. You mentioned Plain White Tees and Fallout Boy. So who's your favorite to tour with, or are they all you know your favorite in a certain way? Uh, it's 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 definitely all favorite in a different way. I mean, touring with Blink and Fallout Boy is like kind of like a an honor type thing. I mean, we grew up idolizing those bands, literally idolizing them, and. So, I mean that that that's a different thing. Uh, we're very tight with Simple Plan and Good Charlotte, and we did definitely grew up listening to them, especially Good Charlotte from the Baltimore scene. Yeah. So, um, but I think I'd say we're closer with, with those guys from a touring standpoint. Okay. And uh, last question: um, What artists have inspired you growing up, and what artists do you listen to now? Uh, I mean, I mean, obviously we started listening to Fall Out Boy and Blink when we were really young, but but uh, recently, I mean, I, I've been super into John Mayer. It's really what I listen to these days. Yeah. So something very different from what you guys, you're different from Yeah, your definitely. I mean, we, uh, yeah, we started the band, we were about 15, and now we're all 23, so it, it changes as, as you get older. All right. Uh, well, cool. I appreciate you taking the time to do this interview, and best of luck. That was Jack Barakat, guitarist for the band All Time Low. To check out more on All Time Low, you can visit their website, alltimelow.com. Until next time, this is the Amore Magazine podcast here on amoremagazine.com. <laughs>